Hello and welcome back to The Big Run. Today's guest is an 800 and 1500 meter runner comfortable indoors and outdoors on the track. He boasts PBs of 149.35 and 345.03 for the 800-1500 meter distances and recently turned in an astonishing performance at the Podium 5K event coming through and winning with a 14.29, surprising everyone including himself if you've seen some of the pictures on social media as well. He also dabbles in longer distances having taken on the Grizzly Race back in 2020 and is a full-time software developer who has experimented with improving the ever-popular Strava app as part of his third year final project at university. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to welcome the supremely talented Joseph Tuffin. So Joseph, thank you so much for, for coming on, on the big run. And I feel like before we kind of dive into your, your kind of running story, I want to start off by saying congratulations for, for an incredible performance at the the Podium 5K. Like less, it was about a week ago with the, the 14... 29 uh, an incredible time in first place and, and looking at pictures of you in, in that event you look you look quite surprised like you didn't kind of expect it was 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 it a bit of a surprise to you that race last week um yeah it was it was definitely a massive shock for me um I did not go into the race expecting that whatsoever um yeah I was hoping for a sub 14 30 clock in and to be honest when I got there and I saw the weather I was kind of doubtful um and I was sort of a bit nervous before the race. Didn't really know if I was going to even be able to sort of hold on to the to the pack, to be honest. Um, and you know, like when I was talking to my parents, they were both just like, you know, just chill, just try and hang on, you'll be fine. Um, and I was just worried about getting dropped, really, in the wind. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, to find myself sort of right at the front of the race within the first lap, I was like, okay, you know, this is. Uh, it feels a bit weird, but I was like, I'm just going to roll with it. Um, you know, I wasn't really sure what I was doing, but um, yeah, I kind of just sort of sat at the front. First couple of laps was, um, you know, it felt really chilled, which, um, you know, I've, I've been putting a lot of training in recently, but um, yeah, I was, <laughs> it was just very surprising. I did not expect it whatsoever. Um, sort of like three laps in, three out of five laps in, I was sort of, you know, I found myself right at the front, pacemaker had sort of dropped out and I was like, I just sort of looked around and um, <laughs> no one else was really sort of challenging, to be honest. No one really wanted it. It was, you know, I don't blame them. It's really, really windy. Um, but I just thought, you know, I feel really good. Let's just, you know, hit the front and go hard, you know, two laps to go. And yeah, I just sort of, I just sort of went solo. Definitely not my kind of style in terms of racing. I'm normally a, I mean, I'm an 8.15 runner. I normally just sit and kick if I can, but I just, I wanted it to be hard. I wanted it to be fast. Um, I knew I was in good shape and yeah, I just sort of, I just went hard for the line at that point. <laughs> and um, it was, it was not easy. I, I'm pretty sure the photos, uh, you can see on my face that I was, I was really not enjoying that last lap. <laughs> Well, it's interesting you mentioned about the wind because, like, as I was sort of checking in on the coverage, like on social media throughout the day, like whenever there was videos of of various races kind of going off, all you could hear was that sort of distorted wind sound, you know, and wind blows really heavy on a mic, and it it did seem like it was quite it was quite brutal conditions. But I love the fact that you were 
as you were racing, you were kind of sort of surprised. Like, what's that like when you're in a race and you have that feeling of like, oh, hang on a second, I'm, I'm at the front. Do you have to sort of almost like turn that head, that voice off in your head to sort of stop yourself getting too kind of carried away early on? Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because I do sort of have a reputation, more so in, in cross country of going off too hard. And um, that's why, I mean, I get told a thousand times before the start of the race just to chill and, you know, be calm. And, you know, in the last, I've done a couple of other races before this. I did a cross country a few weeks ago and that's, you know, I was really sensible. I went off really chilled and, you know, I, I went hard towards the end of the race and it was, you know, it worked perfectly. And I've never really been able to do that before in a cross country. So I kind of thought about that today and I was like, right, just do the same thing, go off chilled. And it just didn't really happen. Like I was just at the front. I was like, oh, I was like, you know, I'm probably not supposed to be here, but I was like, oh, it's fine. And, you know, once you do, once you are at the front and everyone's, you've dropped everyone, it's sort of like, okay, it's all or nothing now. Um, it was, I just thought to myself, it's either, you know, it's either a really brave move or really, really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of, as I was on the last lap and I was crawling for the line, I thought, if I can pull this off, then it will be something special. <laughs> Well, and you did, and I think I think that that's that picture I've seen of you just afterwards with that sort of surprised expression kind of speaks volumes. Hearing you, hearing you describe it, um, but I mean, originally, like kind of rolling back with you in your career, like running was never kind of well, it was sort of always something you were interested in. But you were uh, originally a, a triathlete, right? That was sort of how you sort of entered the 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 sport. Yeah, um, when I, you know, I was. Before I sort of got into any kind of competitive running or anything, I did originally start as a triathlete when I was a lot younger, probably seven or eight maybe. And, um, you know, I, I was doing that for probably five or six years at least. And I, you know, I really, really enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of triathletes in athletics and, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed triathlon, but. I'm, I'm sure, as you know, probably from speaking to other triathletes, that the training load is just, uh, it does start to get ridiculous after a while, especially mm. as you get to sort of that level where you are, when you get to a competitive level, you have to put the training in, you have to, you have a lot of early starts with uh, swimming and stuff. And it kind of just got to the point where I realized I wasn't enjoying it as much as I thought I was. Um and I knew I was good at running. I'd started at an athletics club and I really, really loved that part of triathlon. Um, and I, you know, I, I love cycling. I love, you know, I love training for triathlon, but I just started to just fall out of love with it a bit. And, you know, for me, like just, I have to be enjoying it. You know, if I'm putting that many hours in a week, I just, I need to enjoy mm. it because, you know, if I'm not enjoying it, then it's like, why am I doing it anymore? You know, I don't, you know, I like to enjoy myself still, you know, with athletics. I like to sort of, I still like to go on nights out and stuff. I don't like training and stuff to completely dictate my life. And yeah, mm. like I just, I knew, I knew I was good at running, um, even though I'd never really sort of got into, um, I'd done a few cross countries and stuff. I'd never really been on the track before. And I knew it was something I wanted to do. And I knew that is something I wanted to sort of put more of my time into. Um, and then I sort of, I switched athletics clubs and 
I just thought I'm just going to go all in on running now. Um, and yeah, that's basically how I got into athletics. <laughs> and I think as well, like, because you, you were saying, you said then that you were starting triathlon when you were like re- really, really young, like really young. Like that's, I think that's that's a really important component of it as well as like when you're when you're young and you've got that kind of training volume it's also like I kind of I want to have a life as well right I want to kind of you know have a childhood and like like you say go out have fun see my mates like there's there's also that part of your life that you 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 kind of want to have access to as well right yeah exactly like you know triathlon like I I loved triathlon I loved going on the training camps and stuff I loved going to the Alps um and yeah, you know, it was a lot of fun. The social, you know, it, it was great hanging out. You know, the guys that I was training with, you know, it was it was a lot of fun, and we had a great time. But you know, you do have that in the back of your mind that you you want to enjoy yourself as well with your, you know, you want to go out and see people. And when you're training like three times a day, just you do kind of lose that a bit. Whereas with running and stuff, you can, you know, you get away with a lot less training load. Um, and you can just you can balance your time more, I think, with with athletics. Um, and you know, mm. it just helps when I'm definitely a better runner than I am a triathlete. <laughs> um, I never quite made it there, to be honest. So, what was that transition like then, when you kind of put to bed the the swimming and the cycling and fully kind of committed to to running? Because you said you'd never really been on a on a track before. Like, was there was it a bit of a was it a bit of a shock to the system or did you feel like, oh, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm where I should be? Like, was, did it feel sort of a, a natural kind of adjustment? To be honest, like I sort of slowly, you know, I started at a new athletics club because I, I kind of wanted like a fresh start. Um, I didn't massively enjoy my old athletics club as well. I knew, and but I knew some guys at, at Rushcliffe and I thought, you know, it's a really nice, small, friendly club. And I thought it'd be a great place to sort of start fresh and I sort of slowly, you know, I still cycled and stuff. My dad, I got my dad into triathlon. So, you know, I still went out on rides and stuff with him all the time. Um, but, you know, I sort of, I got on the track and I was, I was not massively serious at the start about, you know, I didn't have any real sort of structured training or anything like that. You know, I was, I was just doing it cause I really enjoyed it, but I, you know, I quickly realized like, you know, I got on the track and I was already running really well without any real, you know, structured training. I'd not had any sort I've never really looked at, you know, what mileage I was doing a week. I just went out and ran and I just went to sessions and did the sessions. I didn't really think about it much, to be honest, because um, I was just enjoying it. And, you know, I, I, I did get on the track and I suddenly started to, you know, run some really good times. Well, really good times for me anyway, um, given that I'd not really been on the track i would maybe sort of done a couple of track races when I was younger and I I just got on the track and I'd maybe chunk taken like 30 seconds off my 1500 time and I thought oh wow like I could actually be pretty good here and it it, it did kind of make me think like oh I want to take it to the next level now I want to get serious about it um so I started looking at sort of training groups beyond just my athletics club and I think that's sort of when I moved to um Beacon Hill Striders at that point and that was I think around 2016 I did that I know so what was that so what's that what's that switch then when uh you know you've sort of seen a glimmer of of potential like you've seen times that have made you think oh okay there's there's something here to to pursue and you've moved you've moved to a different AC um so what's that sort of ramp up in training kind of kind of looked like to really kind of see 
what you're capable of as an athlete. Yeah, I mean, sort of that year, I'd, I'd really, you know, I'd noticed, I was like, I could, you know, I could be pretty good here. I could genuinely, you know, I wanted to sort of do like English schools track and stuff like that. I wanted to, you know, be good. I wanted to make like national finals and stuff. And I thought, I'm probably not going to do this, just sort of doing whatever I think's best and just having a laugh. And I thought, you know, I, I so I, I reached out and I got in touch with, with Alan Maddox, who's the coach at Beacon Hill. And I knew he, you know, I already knew he was a good coach. He's he's worked with like Ben Dykstra and, and Sam Stevens before. So I got in touch with him and I eventually joined his group. And, you know, it was just great really to have, an actual sort of structured training plan with, you know, telling me, you know, what mileage I should be doing, what sessions I should be doing and planning out my races properly as well. Not just sort of doing everything, which is what I used to do. <laughs> and I, you know, straight away, I noticed a massive, massive improvement. And, um, you know, it made me really, I was, I just started to love it even more really. Cause you know, once you do see those improvements, you just think, wow, like, I, I want to just keep going. I want to be even better. And um, I think after about a year of training with him, I I think I already got my first England vest and I had just taken off huge amounts of time on all my PBs. I'd got sort of like Midland titles and stuff. I'd made like national finals and stuff, which for me, it was like, you know, that's as good as it gets, I thought. <laughs> That's incredible. So talk, I mean, you're being very modest. You just sort of casually brushed over you getting your first England vest. So talk us through that a little bit. What was that for? And uh, what was that experience like putting on the, putting on the, the GB vest for the first yeah, time? I mean, so it was actually for indoors and basically I'd spent the winter with Alan and we'd done a lot of, we hadn't, we didn't go on the track once actually in training. We just, we stuck to just training lots of hills, um, lots of stuff on trails and stuff um and you know it seemed a bit weird to me sort of training for indoors by you know basically doing cross-country sessions and stuff and it, it was like okay like this is a bit weird but I'll stick with it but I did a few cross-country races and it, they were they were okay um I've never been very good at cross-country <laughs> I kind of just did it because I knew it was a good thing to do to keep fit and then you know I, I hit the indoor season and I was like oh wow like I you know straight away I had some really good races I won the I think I won Midland indoors which for me I was I couldn't believe it afterwards like I was I was over the moon really and I think at that race I ran the time to go and do like national indoors and I was at national indoors and I think I ran a PB in the heat or something and I made the final and I was, you know, I was like, wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, and that was all off just sort of the, this sort of endurance training that I'd done. And then in the final, I think I ran another massive PB about, about, by about three seconds and I came fourth, um, which for me was absolutely, I just couldn't believe it. Like I, I was that close to a national medal um, after, you know, what for me seemed like weird kind of training, but it, it worked, you know. And I think because like two of the guys ahead of me were Scotland, I think, um, and I think it was like Markin Lonsdale had won, and I guess he didn't want to do the. Uh, I think it was just a home international race, so I I got a call up. I think a couple of days before the uh, the race, like, oh, do you wanna do you wanna put an England vest on? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> 
I think I think my mum and she was like, "Have you seen this email you've got?" And I looked at it. It's like, no way. <laughs> And I just could not believe it. Like, I had not expected that. You know, I was really happy coming fourth. But, you know, I knew you had to win to um, get an England vest. So I was like, how's that happened? And, yeah, it was crazy. And at that point, to be honest, I was, you know, I was in the really good shape. I ended up going and I think I won the race in the end comfortably by about two seconds. <laughs> so it was like. You know, I, hadn't, I I got my England vest and I won the race as well, and it was just all of it was just fantastic, and I I owe a lot of that to Alan. Like his training, it was you know it just worked for me really really well. I had a great indoor season, and you know I continued my sort of success outdoors as well. I had a lot of I ran a lot of quick times and stuff, um, and yeah. It, <laughs> It was it was crazy, really. Uh, I had just that year. I just had a lot of. I just had a massive, massive improvement. That was the year I went before I went to uni as well. So that's that's really interesting. Like there's 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 a lot to unpack there from from what you you were saying. It's interesting that thing of um, when you were talking about not being quite sure um, the sort of the trajectory of the training, but kind of trusting it and and trusting in in Alan's knowledge and experience for it to to yield results and of you know clearly clearly it did yield results like are, are you were you at the time or do you ever find like when as particularly then are, are there times when you're like should I be doing more or should I be doing this or should I be doing that or do you just do you kind of give yourself over completely to that 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 knowledge and experience and trust that it will kind of yield benefits I know it's easier to say now with with hindsight but at the time was it were you sort of tempted to like oh should I maybe be doing like another hill session or or should I be doing some track reps or, or, or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I was I would always sort of get carried away, uh, especially with racing over training. You know, just doing too many races and and sort of not um, timing my sort of fitness properly for races, not peaking at the right time because I've just raced too much or whatever. And you know, I I did listen to him and I because you know normally I'd I'd love running on the track, I'd love training on the track, and it was just like you know he was sort of like no no we're not going on the track we're not doing anything on the track I was like all right all right all right and you know I listened to him and uh you know I and I sort of followed his training plan I followed the race plan and you know when it does work you kind of think oh okay right fair enough you know at the time you're like oh I you know I want to I really want to go and do this race instead and and you know I learned a lot from that to be honest um I you know I learned loads from that and more recently, I've been sort of doing a lot of mostly self-coaching for myself, but I definitely wouldn't be able to do this and have the success that I've had without sort of his coaching from earlier on. Um, you know, I've because I just learned so much from it, really. And, you know, I've definitely... So are you currently currently not coached at the moment? I then? do not have like an official coach at the moment, no. Obviously, I train with the university club and I, you know, I chat to the coaches and stuff there, but I dictate basically what I do in training. I decide all my races and stuff, and I've done that for the last couple of years now. Wow, that's really, really interesting. Well, we'll we'll get to that because I, because I, you mentioned as well, uh, university, like, and you've had this kind of if we if we jump back to twenty sixteen, going into twenty seventeen, you've had this extraordinary kind of kind of breakthrough, first GB vest, you know, fantastic performances, working with a coach, and then 
university comes along this sort of incredible experience that that happens to to people you know when they when they've left school and this incredible world of maybe temptation <laughs> and of of nights out and meeting all, all these uh all these different people and having all these kind of different experiences but to have that sort of collide with this world of dedicated training and and hard work of of being a sort of competitive athlete like what what was that like when the sort of two worlds kind of met when you when you first started uni yeah i mean uni's an interesting one because i feel like it either goes one of two ways for most people people either go to uni and just embrace the training and just run phenomenally um and then there's sort of my side of things where you know I definitely struggled with training for a couple of years at uni my first two years I didn't run poorly but I did kind of plateau a bit um which I I kind of did expect a little bit especially when you've had such a good year going into uni um you know I ran for me some really great times and I got to uni and it's definitely a difficult adjustment um not yeah like just the training is different for me I'd never really trained in like a big group before and it was just it was overwhelming really just having so many people at training and just having a lot of people better than you um I wasn't used to that as well it was it was a bit of a weird experience because you know you've got to be sensible in sessions and stuff and I definitely want to get carried away and start racing people in training um you know and like yeah it was it was difficult for me um I definitely you know I still ran at books and stuff and I did books indoors books outdoors and I you know I made fine I made books finals like it's definitely not a bad couple of years for me but you know certainly I you know you are embracing the social side of uni as well um you know I was obviously having a great time and obviously I was trying to work hard you know with my uni work as well like yeah and uh, it kind of makes it out like I'm painting a picture of you sort of staying out all night like boozing it's like you know the, the guy's also studying and trying to get a degree and also like have life experience at the same time right? like, <laughs> I mean to be honest when you're in first year of uni your uni work definitely <laughs> takes a back seat compared to the other stuff <laughs> I'll definitely hold my hand up to that um but yeah like yeah for, for First year does always feel like a little bit of a write-off sometimes, maybe. I mean, yeah, when you're balancing, you know, social side, training, and, you know, definitely a step up, in, especially in second year, a massive step up in terms of the workload for me. Uh, def- computer science is, you know, I would definitely say it's a fairly demanding course. Um, and, yeah, I think second year, definitely, I, I did start to struggle a bit with, workload I was quite stressed in the sort of springtime with exams um I had a lot of work to do running definitely took a hit at that time I was just not enjoying it to be honest um it was really hard to enjoy it I wasn't sort of you know obviously I kind of sort of the social side took a bit of a hit as well I didn't wasn't enjoying going out I wasn't really enjoying you know anything at that time just because the amount of work I had and um yeah, it was definitely a tricky couple of months, but I think that summer I kind of bounced back once I finally got rid of my exams and stuff. And, you know, I just thought to myself, like, by that point, I knew I was going to be doing a placement year as well. So I had that to look forward to. Um, but I just sort of enjoyed, you know, I over the summer, I just went back, started training properly. And um, I think 
it took me a while to get back into things just because I had I had such a long time off really like um to focus on to focus on uni um but I you know I spent the whole summer getting back into it I didn't have to worry about work anymore and you know at the end of the season I had some great races and it really sort of put some faith back into me again I was like you know I can definitely do this um because it, it was worrying like I, I just you know I I wasn't running well and um you know running is still definitely my it is definitely my biggest passion and the thing I enjoy most and obviously when you're not enjoying that then you you start to start to worry a bit and you think you know do I want to keep doing this but you know did you feel like oh have I did you was there a slight worry of like oh, have I squandered what I'd built up just prior to starting uni did you feel like you weren't necessarily going to get it back like that you slightly lost yeah, it a bit I definitely had that feeling because I sort of went to uni with these times and I'd sort of set out goals and stuff you know I know that you know setting out goals like that is definitely always a risky thing to do um and you set out these goals your targets for the year and you know in in your first year when you don't hit them you think oh it's all right you know I just had sort of a, a difficult year like adjusting to uni and stuff I've been going out a lot <laughs> Um, but then, you know, come second year, when you're still kind of in that sort of dead spot, it's like, oh, like when, you know, when is this actually going to happen? When am I going to start to run fast again? And, you know, it's it's definitely difficult. Um, and you do start, I did definitely start to worry a bit. And that's why, you know, that summer I just started to just just refocus. Um, I knew I had sort of a, a different year ahead of me because I was going to be working full time as a on a placement year and I thought you know something different it's definitely going to sort of add a lot more structure to my day given that I know I'm going to be working nine till five and I thought you know it's going definitely going to be difficult to train but I thought you know I'm just going to embrace it and just just train hard really <laughs> that's why I wanted to just get back into things I wanted to have those moments again like I had before uni where I just just surprise I, I just wanted that sort of surprise back when I had a race and I just ran so well that I was just blown away blown myself away you know mm, and also a good litmus test of like how much you tr- like you can sometimes when you say like I love something or I'm passionate about something but sometimes you know you need something like I've got to now fit it around a really demanding work or a really demanding course that I have to study it's almost like a bit of a litmus test of like how much do you actually love this thing that you're talking about like you know it kind of is is almost like a a bit of a test to how committed you are to something yeah definitely I mean when I started my placement I I was already sort of what you know on off the back end of the summer I was training really really hard I'd done more miles than I'd ever done before I'd never really gone above like maybe like 50 miles before 55 miles and I suddenly you know I started to build up to you know like 60 plus up to like you know by sort of autumn time I was running probably like 70 plus miles a week which was you know fitting that around my placement was definitely difficult I was waking up at you know 5 five thirty most mornings to go for a run going to work coming back going straight for another run um and fitting in you know fitting and training then was definitely difficult and I had to work really really hard for it um going into the office five days a week as well it it took a lot out of my day and you know by the end of the day I was absolutely exhausted but I I did still really enjoy it and I knew I was running well I knew I was running better than I ever had done before and 
yeah, I just, I just kept, I just stuck with it. Um, I just kept training hard. I was really enjoying myself, even though I was working hard. And I had a couple of, I had some good races um, over the over the winter. I certainly still struggle with cross country, and it was kind of like, how am I still struggling with this when I'm putting in the work? Like I, I didn't quite understand it, um, to be honest. And that was something that made me. I, I wanted to sort of try a few different things, so I started doing. I did a, um, a trail race, a twenty mile race in springtime and I was sort of at the time I was doing a lot of indoor stuff I'd sort of transitioned from cross country to indoors like I normally do um but I I I knew about this race called the grizzly (laughs) and um and it (laughs) (laughs) love that name love the name (laughs) like so I knew about this race um and I know I really wanted to do it because it was something very different you know it was a 20 mile trail race you know really really hilly in Devon I'm you know famous for being a ridiculously hard race and I just thought to myself like you know I've, I've done everything else I've done stuff on the track I've done road racing cross country I was like you know, I just, I want to do something different. Um, this was off the back of all that training that I'd done. I'd already sort of done all the races that I wanted to do. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to have a go and enjoy it. <laughs> and it was just, I think everyone thought it was a bit, you know, crazy of me. Like, why is this Adrian meter runner doing this 20 mile race when he's, he's probably, he's, I, I think I went into the race having only ever ran 20 miles once on a long run, like the week before or something. And, you know, the expectations of me were probably not very high. And honestly, like, I absolutely loved it. I think I I finished fifth in the end. And in some, you know, decent company, I think, you know, there was, I think Damien Hall was like one or two places behind me. And I know he's he's definitely a big name in like ultra running and stuff. He's, yeah, he's pretty handy. I honestly, it was the, most painful thing I think I've ever done. The last couple of miles of that race were grueling to say the least. It was so, so hilly. And I honestly, I don't think I've ever been that broken before. Like I, I, I struggle normally after track races. I'm usually sick. I'm usually, I usually have a headache. I normally don't feel very well. Um, but honestly, towards the end of that race, I was like, I think I might actually die here. I was like, <laughs> there was a couple of hills you know every time I thought this is the last hill it's got to be and it, another hill came I was like there's no way and it, it honestly it was the most fun I think I've ever had running and it was just something so different and so crazy and honestly I, I was so happy that I did that and um, I think I'm entered again for next year <laughs> Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say like that's for, for a kind of a last minute. I've only done a twenty mile run the week before, kind of roll of the dice. That's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty impressive performance. Has it, has it sort of dangled a carrot in front of you in in, in terms of maybe pursuing that maybe later on in your in your career going into the longest? Yeah, I definitely. I think when I'm older and like, I have sort of you know got to the end of my track track days, uh, is definitely something I want to pursue. I you know ultra running does massively appeal to me um and it sounds crazy coming from a track guy but yeah I honestly absolutely loved it and it it just seemed crazy to me that I was actually not 
you know, I was like, wow, I'm actually not even that bad at this. Like, I'm good at the short distances. I'm definitely not good at uh, cross country. But I guess if you add like an extra 10, 15 miles on, then it, it starts to get good again. <laughs> what is it? What is it about the ultras that, that kind of appeal to you then? What is it about them specifically that think it's something you could pursue later on down the line? I, I just, you know, it just seemed like when you just talking about the race and just how crazy it sounds, um, to be honest, uh, it just really massively appeals to me doing something so crazy and outrageous. Um, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of the documentaries on like the Barkley marathons and stuff and, uh, Lazarus Lake and everything. And, you know, it just, I just loved it. Yeah. Everything about it, just the challenge. Um, uh, it just massively, massively appeals to me. I, I really want to do some stuff like that, that, you know, just basically pushes you to your limits. Um, and on that, I think on, in that race, I was definitely close to my limits. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that is definitely the appeal to me. And I would, I'd love to sort of transition to that later on. I do still love track. I love road running. I love the shorter stuff, but yeah i definitely see myself heading in that direction well it's 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 committed now to, to podcast <laughs> history we've got it recorded and, and i know like I've, I've spoken to laz and there's a bit of a there's a bit of a through line with a lot of successful barclay marathon uh winners being quite uh academic and having degrees and stuff and he um i asked him about why that was and he said that people who are sort of academically inclined have the kind of rigor to be able to sort of process and go through the the kind of horrendous experience that is the Barclay Marathon, so 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 maybe you know maybe you, you'll you'll find yourself in in Tennessee and in, in you know in a couple of years time sort of uh, sort of taking that on. But for for now, is it is is the focus is it is it track whilst also balancing because you're working full time as a as a software developer now, right? Yeah. So for me right now, like in this moment, I'm you know it's winter obviously I can't really do track at the moment even though that's what I I enjoy I still enjoy track the most but you know this sort of winter I kind of planned it out a bit and I was like you know I want to do a couple more road races because I've never really I've done a few here and there but uh, I wanted to get more into them I wanted to I basically set myself I wanted to do a 5k and a 10k and I wanted to smash both my pbs whilst also mm. hopefully having a couple of good cross-country races and you know I put I started the training after you know it, it definitely took me a while to get back after sort of I had a, de- a little bit of a break after track season and it, it certainly took a while to get back into it first sort of couple of months I was it, it kind of felt like I wasn't really getting anywhere but it suddenly it just clicked the training everything just started to click and I started to have some you know fantastic sessions on the grass and on the track and I had a couple of cross-country races I did a couple of sort of relays there was like Manchester cross-country relays and then obviously national cross relays and I had a couple of really good races and the, the, you know the thing is they're such short, short cross-country races that I, I don't know whether it's just because they're short or not but I was like I was like <laughs> wow okay I actually had two good races in a row on cross-country that's that's weird um, <laughs> and I thought is this finally my year and um, I think I did a North Midland cross-country league which I think before I'd only ever come maybe maybe in like the top 20 or something um and I went out and I, I ended up winning the race and 
yeah, I mean, to be honest, for me, that was probably, for me, like, the best feeling ever at the end of a race. Like, you know, I love doing track and stuff, but to finally run, have a good cross-country race for me, it was, like, mind-blowing. Like, I couldn't believe it when it happened. <laughs> Why do you think it had eluded you for so long? Because you've touched on that a few times in this conversation, it's kind of cross-country being that kind of elusive thing for you. Like, why, why do you think it had kind of... Yeah, sort of slightly escaped you for so long. Yeah, it, it has. Like, it has definitely escaped me for ages. It's, you know, it's as soon as you get up to that sort of 10k cross distance, I just was always struggling. And um, I'm not sure what it was, but a lot of the training we'd done at uni recently was quite different, I would say, to what we'd done before. It was a lot more, definitely a lot more endurance endurance focused, uh, a lot of, a lot less sort of static, static recovery you know, we, we sort of, we were doing a lot of six or seven mile sessions, you know, and kept, they kept us moving the whole time. And I, I sort of never, we'd never really done that before. And I started to chain a lot of those sessions together. And I noticed mm. my endurance was way, way better than I've ever had before. You know, I usually do sort of tail off towards the end of big sort of cross country sessions. And I sort of started to notice that disappear and, you know, it kind of made me think, oh, like I, I could actually do this. I could actually run pretty well here. And I was doing a lot of tempos and stuff and I was hitting way further and way faster than I would have done before. I just suddenly noticed this sort of fitness come through and I thought, you know, it was off the back of a very good track season for me. Um, you know, I'd had the best track season I've ever had really this year. I'd, Mm. You know, I ran two massive PBs. I'd made like British champs final and stuff. It was, you know, it was a crazy, crazy year for me. And I think I just sort of kept that fitness going and built on that with a lot of endurance focused cross country training. And yeah, it just worked. And I just went in, I was in this race and I was just, I've never felt chilled. I don't think in a cross country race before, you know, normally I get to like the third end of the second lap, third lap. And you think, Oh God, like I'm not going to make it to the end of this race. Whereas it was like the opposite. I was waiting to kick. I was like, when are we going? Like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And this is all, this is all, what's really interesting is this, this is all still being your self coaching, right? Like that kind of really, really good indoor season, like, and kind of, crossing that over into sort of finally getting success within cross country this is all you kind of looking after yourself yeah right? um this has basically all been through me that this sort of the track season I planned out was basically all me the training and stuff obviously I a lot of the training sessions I do are set by the coaches at university I, I normally just mm. hop in with their sessions and do everything they're doing but I do like to sort of beyond that I like to plan out you know how many miles I'm doing on other days how hard I'm running when to rest and stuff and I you know I planned out all my races and stuff as well over the summer and it worked really really well this is the like the first year that I thought you know you know it's 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 worked perfectly and I thought you know I can definitely keep doing this and I sort of transitioned Mm. that into this sort of autumn this winter and I, you know, I planned out my races again, planned out what I was going to do training wise. And, you know, <laughs> it's definitely working. Um, and it, it, yeah, it, it does sound weird that, you know, there's not that many people 
you know it, it is weird to be self-coached especially when you know I've I've got a lot of coaches around me that are you know they are brilliant coaches um but mm. I just enjoy it I like being able to sort of set my own goals I feel like I definitely know myself best after you know training for so many years now I know what my body can do what it can't do I know what races I like doing I know sort of how frequently I like racing as well and I definitely you know obviously the only reason I can do that now is because I've had such great coaching in the past um, but I, I definitely feel mm. like I'm at a stage now where I, I can sort of set myself all of these goals and I can set my my goals each week and I can definitely hit them and you know, I, I can definitely be successful doing it. Do you think this might be a slightly lazy analogy here, but do you think it, there's there's a sort of crossover between your kind of day job as working in software and, and, and computers and stuff like that, where you're kind of, you've got that slightly analytical um, skill set where you can see what your different components are as an athlete and what your strengths and weaknesses are, and you know how to kind of program excuse the pun to to sort of elicit the the performances because it, it, it that's what seems to be coming across but as you sort of did talk about it like do you think there's there's an element where the two kind of complement each other yeah definitely I think you know I think the two things go pretty hand in hand as well you know um and I, I do think I have that kind of you know I do have that analytical mind um that pro I you know my day job is I, you know, I sit at a desk and I, I program most of the day. So, <laughs> but like, like you say, like it does definitely help because I do have that sort of focused mindset. I, you know, I planned everything out, you know, how I would, and it, it certainly helps. I think, like you say, I definitely do think it helps. And, you know, I do have to sort of plan, plan quite a lot of things out and especially, I've had to sort of readjust quite a bit. Um, I realised a lot of the sessions I wanted to do were in sort of Wednesday afternoons, which obviously doesn't mm. really work well for me with work. So I started taking a lot of half days at work on Wednesdays and getting involved in the, the cross-country sessions because I was doing a lot of stuff on the track in the evening because, you know, I had to. Like, it was too dark. I couldn't – there weren't any grass sessions in the evening. And I start. I decided I was going to start taking every Wednesday off, going and training on the grass, and it it you know it really really helps. Like actually getting on the grass mm. a bit more, getting these sessions in, getting the volume in, getting those that sort of continuous aspect of it in as well. And um, you know, putting all of that together certainly you know helped. And I had to you know I had to sort of make some adjustments and stuff with work, and it was certainly difficult you know because you are you are kind of stuck to that rigid structure most of the time mm. you know it is it's fine on weekends obviously you know I can go and do whatever I want and it is nice to be able to sort of put all my focus into the weekend in terms of running especially on you know if you're doing a hard Saturday session or you know you're, fo you're sort of resting up for a race and stuff which is nice but yeah you know I did have to make some adjustments with sort of my week my midweek schedule just because you know it's difficult trying to balance everything yeah of course like and it also is I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm almost imagining your future here I feel like there could be potentially a, a, a you're a sort of Joseph unique 
uh, training app that you sort of develop uh, and release into the world that other athletes can 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 use? Like, is is that something that you've ever ever explored as an idea? Kind of like your obviously your skill set as a software developer and your skill set as a very talented competitive athlete. Like, would you ever would you ever combine the two? Should Strava be worried? Is is what I'm saying? Is there going to be a, a, an app that you're going to release yourself? Yeah, I mean, so. For my final year of uni, I had to do a project um, as like a dissertation, basically. And mm-hmm. part I decided I, I really wanted it to be running focused because I knew it was going to be a huge amount of time. It was going to be hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of time put into it. And I thought, you know, I want to do something focused on running. Like It had to be on running and I sort of thought, what could I do? And I thought, well, I could create an app. And I think in an ideal world, I probably would have created a mobile app. But a lot of the work I did on my placement was web development, creating websites. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I can still have fun with this. I can still create something really cool here. So I basically set out to recreate a Strava type application, a training application, um, for a web application and yeah I basically wanted to basically tweak it to sort of suit my needs more because you know Strava's good I guess as sort of like a social almost like a social media nowadays Um, but Mm. you know it certainly does lack in areas especially when you're running competitively and I basically sat down and looked at it and picked and you know, I was looking at other stuff as well. Like, obviously, we got Garmin Connect and everything, and sort of picking and choosing the stuff I I wanted in my own application, things that I liked and didn't like, and I decided I really wanted to sort of integrate nutrition into that as well. So I mm. sort of thought, how could I do that? And I was, you know, I did a lot of research as part of this project. Um, I put so much time into it, but you know, it was enjoyable. I really, really, I had a lot of fun with it. And I came out with this, you know, I was really, really happy with, I, with what I created in the time. You know, I, I did have to work some pretty long hours to get it done. But, you know, I did actually come out with something that I was pretty happy with. And, you know, I could definitely build on in the future. I was going to say, is there, is there, I mean, like, this sounds like a great idea, like a, an app kind of built by elite athletes for elite athletes that's, you know, even more tailored to performance. Like, I mean should silicon valley be taking notice is that would this be something that you potentially kind of develop further yeah i i definitely thought about it i think the problem really for me was after i finished it and i'd sort of finished my exams and i finished uni i i i'd spent so long on it i just thought i don't want anything to do with this for the summer and i had the whole <laughs> summer off i didn't start work until september so i had loads and loads of time off and I thought I I don't want to look at it again because once you've spent (laughs) like a thousand hours programming it's like you really really need a break (laughs) but Mm, it is certainly something that I've thought I want to go back to and I'd love to add to it or I would you know even start again from scratch is sort of you know now that I know the sort of what it takes and what I need to do and maybe sort of readjusting the focus of it a bit just sort of to go in you know go in a different direction maybe sort of more towards a mobile application given that that is sort of you know what everyone's doing nowadays that is 
Um, mm. But you know, yeah. How ex- just I just think it's really exciting. Like as a really talented athlete, and to have that skill set, you know, there's potential that you might spot something that might be really beneficial that athletes want that could be a mobile based app that you kind of have the tools to to create. I mean, you could like you could build a really really amazingly successful successful app like i think that's that's really really exciting we just got to come up with what the idea is like what could it be like have you is there any other things that you think you could uh fill a gap in the market with in terms of like software or um, something i've not like i've it's fun like i we've got to find it today this is the point <laughs> of this interview you've got to discover this million dollar idea do i get like two percent or something if i help you come up with the idea <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've obviously thought about it quite a lot, and I love to get into sort of mobile development, like mobile. I've done sort of modules and stuff on it at uni, and mm. you know, I I love the idea of it. The the problem really is just like you know, when you're working full time, and you're running, and mm. you know, you you got your social side of things. It is really isn't is difficult to find the time to do these kind of projects. Um. You know, like I would love if I had the time, I would definitely, definitely love to do it. Um, I I would love to start from scratch again and come up with, you know, a different idea that is sort of more unique because obviously, you know, it is at the end of the day it is fairly similar to sort of what is already exists out there. And it is it's a nice sort of thing for yeah. me to use personally. Um, and I, you know, I like having a play with it and I like messing around on it, but yeah, I mean, even if you just came out with a hack for Strava so that you could add shoes within the <laughs> app, I think people would. I think people would just download that. I think people would be fine with that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, there were, there's a lot of stuff about you know. There's definitely a lot of things you would change, aren't there? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would love to in the future. If you know, if my work takes a different turn, then. I, it's certainly something I would think about in the future. I would, you know, I love running. I love programming. I love my job, um, which is definitely helpful. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it is nice. I love mixing the two together. I had a great time on my in my family of uni, to be honest. Comparing that to my second year, which I really didn't enjoy, it was you know, it was so refreshing to actually enjoy it mm. again. And you know it made me love running and it made me love working even more to be honest and you know it's certainly difficult balancing everything with work but you know I I do enjoy it more now than ever you know it does help when you're running well obviously (laughs) but yeah um, yeah I mean it's certainly sort of you know I had the sort of the hard part I think on my placement I've definitely got it easier now given that I can work from home quite a lot it certainly makes running easier fantastic no it is absolutely and it sounds like you're sort of starting to find a nice rhythm between the two and you know million dollar app ideas and uh, ultra runs uh, sort of aside in terms of the sort of more near kind of present and like what's going to be coming up for you sort of w- within the next sort of year or so what what are your kind of targets uh running wise as we sort of well we're, we're sort of nearly at the end of 2021 now what's sort of ahead for you in in 2022 uh when you've obviously created the billion dollar <laughs> app idea and uh, and done a hundred mile race what, what else is there uh, is, is coming up um, for you? well in the very near future i'm doing uh, i've got telford tomorrow so um oh yeah. have you oh right oh good yeah, luck I, good I luck i wasn't originally 
planning on doing Telford. I think I'd entered for, I think, Mallory instead. And then I kind of realised, right. I was like, especially after last week, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm maybe a little bit, I was like, I'm maybe a better shape than I thought I was. Um, I was, I think before I set myself a target of like sub 31, but it was kind nice. of like, okay, maybe I should sort of try and get into Telford and run a, try and aim for a bit of a quicker time. And yeah, so I, I'm doing Telford tomorrow. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, I'm just Googling what the weather's like for <laughs> Telford tomorrow. Well, I, I'm hoping tomorrow that I won't be at the front. So uh, hopefully it's <laughs> not going to be too much of a problem. Um, oh, it looks pretty good. It looks a little bit a little bit wet, but it doesn't look doesn't look too windy some showers but doesn't look too windy so hopefully if you do find yourself at the front you'll be okay <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I'm looking forward to it that's my last I think that that's basically the last race I've got planned this year I think I'm gonna have like mm-hmm. an easy week after that and then refocus for uh next year now it's funny because I was originally, no, normally what I end up doing is I get to the new year and I sort of move over to indoors. Um, I love running indoors and it's always what I've done training wise. I've always sort of, you know, had a little dabble in cross country in the autumn, move over towards indoors. But it's funny because now I'm kind of like torn really like, oh, because I'm actually running quite well. You know, I feel like I could have another good couple of cross country races I feel like I could definitely have some good road races left in me and it's 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 difficult mm. really to know what to do and I've not actually really fully planned out what my plans are next year just cuz early on in the year I I don't know what I want to do you know I'm I am torn really cuz you know I love training for indoors but you do kind of have to potentially tweak your training a bit and go for one or the other um but you know, I'm I'm sort of open, really. Like I've not really decided yet. I know I'm I'm gonna do the Grizzly. Um, I've, I'm entered for that, <laughs> and you know, I'm not gonna put too much. Uh, it's just for fun, really. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna put too much pressure on myself for that. Um, but that'll be a nice sort of thing to do, probably towards the end of either my indoor season or doing more cross country. And then after that, nice. you know, really for me, the big thing is obviously outdoor track season um you know mm. I had a great year last year but there were definitely I definitely left myself really wanting more um I got very close to a sub four minute mile I think I ran 401 uh, or 40.99 or something and I you know I was I was gutted after that race I'm not gonna lie um <laughs> I would enough, love to run yeah. a sub four minute mile um you know, I would love to make British champs, you know, I made British champs final in an Olympic year. So for me, it didn't really get any better than that. But, you know, I, I would certainly like to just have another good year like that on the track. For Sub 4 minute mile is my sort of ultimate goal, I guess. But I'd like to get, I'd like to, you know, just keep running PBs really. I, I just absolutely had a blast last year or this year rather. And I'd like to sort of do a few more sort of like three Ks and stuff on the track. That's something that I had planned at the start of this year, but I think I I did sort of pick up an injury and I had to sort of drop out of, I had to sort of, I DNF'd one race, I dropped out of another race. Um, so I'd like to get those in next year, do a three K on the track, do a five K on the track. Um, 
but like yeah I, I haven't sort of really thought too much about it I kind of just sort of go with the flow really um and maybe that's the best way to be you know maybe that's the best way to be is just sort of sort of see see how you feel and sort of take it as it comes take that element of pressure off yourself and and surprise yourself like you did last week and maybe we can look forward to more kind of shocked <laughs> photos of you on a finish line as we as we roll into into 2022 and that, that feels like a feels like a nice note to to end our conversation on joseph thank you so much for coming on and giving us a bit of an insight into into your story and into your kind of uh, uh approach to to training and, and running and it's been it's been really really interesting and yeah I, I don't doubt for a second we're going to see uh we're going to see more pbs and more incredible performances from you in 2022 but thank you so much for coming on and being such a brilliant guest on the big run yeah thank you very much for having me danny it's uh, it's been a pleasure i've had an absolute blast <laughs> Big thank you to Joseph for coming on and sharing some of his running story there. And I don't doubt for a second we're going to be seeing some incredible performances from him over the coming years, whatever distance he turns his attention to. Thank you, as always, for joining us on The Big Run. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope your running is going well. I am zeroing in on the marathon in Seville in February, so running is is moving along nicely. And stay tuned to The Big Run because changes are afoot. The new year is going to be bringing a new look, a new feel, and a new direction for the show as well. So stay tuned. There's going to be more information about that coming over the next couple of weeks whilst I finalise it and get it all sorted and arranged and everything else. It's been over a year now that The Big Run has been going and it's going to continue to grow and evolve in 2022. So stay tuned. And as always, if you're able to, get out there and get running. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.